And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, farmers express more concern about grain movement this winter. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. The chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is worried about grain movement this month. Jim Wickett says rail resources are being pushed this fall after a relatively good-sized crop and rising demand for rail services. He is disappointed the federal grain transportation legislation will not pass the Senate before the Christmas break. You know, an increase in all commodities, and that's uh, hitting the, the railways right now and maybe catching them a little bit off guard with the increase, plus... I think there's a lot bigger crop out there than we uh, kind of anticipated as well. I, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a top five crop for the prairies. So, and with that goes a lot of tonnage. So whether there's a little lack of planning or a little bit more of a economic uptake, um, whichever. But I know the rail resources are being pushed right now. It looks like the Fair Rail for Farmers Act that was faded out last summer is not going to be replaced by the new Modern Rail Transportation Act until early in the new year. The Senate is still, it's bogged down in the Senate and it won't pass the Senate before the Christmas break. What are your thoughts there? Well, I was hoping that it would get passed. I know I think there's some issues on the uh, airline side of things and, and agriculture is just caught in the crosshairs there. So, you know, ideally is if, if the bill would have been separated and had rail separated out would have been the best, but it seems to be a little bit of a showdown between the government and the Senate. So I guess we'll, as we're caught, we're caught in the middle. We'll guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Would you like to see re-implementation of the act that wrapped up in the summer, the Fair Rail for Farmers Act, until they pass the new legislation? I don't know if that's totally needed because that just, you know, allowed rail they could hit their numbers as long as they cherry picked to the uh, high volume routes and uh, the ones closer to market and Saskatchewan we seem to get caught in the middle of both of those so I'm not 100% sure if that would really help us you know there's some good things in the new act but really it should be just step one we need a costing review and and there needs to be a you know probably an MRE review there's a lot of things just like I said this just step one of a you know, a huge issue. The Ag Transport Coalition reports that in shipping week 19, CN only met 56% of hopper car orders compared to CP Rail's 87%. Jim Wickett is chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association and Farms at Rosetown in west central Saskatchewan. Feeder cattle prices were mixed across Saskatchewan during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says feeder steer prices were down on average $2 per hundredweight. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder steer prices ranged between $9.51 per hundredweight lower and $2.03 per hundredweight higher. The largest price decline was in the 3 to 400 pound feeder steer weight category, while the biggest price gain was in the 900 plus pound weight category. On average, feeder steer prices declined by over $2 per hundredweight over the week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were mixed, but they were actually overall higher last week. Feeder heifer prices ranged from $0.84 cents per hundredweight lower to $2.82 per hundredweight higher. The largest price decline was in the 7 to 800-pound feeder heifer weight category, where the biggest price gain was in the 6 to 700-pound weight category. And the factors behind these changes? 
Well, again, Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed. We did see feeder prices overall lower last week, and that was really on some weakness on Saskatchewan basis levels. We did see U.S. cash feeder markets were steady while the Fed markets were higher. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 12,313 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 20,386 head marketed the previous week. Tell me about market-ready cattle prices. Slaughter cow prices in Alberta moved higher last week. The price of D1D2 slaughter cows increased $2.70 to average $89.30 per hundredweight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $3.10 to average $79.60 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers moved higher again last week. We saw fed steer prices were reported to average $154.26 per hundredweight, and that was a price increase of $2.27 per hundredweight from the previous week. What U.S. factors are influencing the market? Nearby feeder cattle future prices did rebound last week with the January contract increasing $2.52 per hundredweight, while the March contract increased $2.22 to settle last Friday at just over $145 per hundredweight. Nearby live cattle future markets were also higher with the December contract increasing $3.32, while the February contract increased $2.72 per hundredweight to settle last Friday at just over $121 per hundredweight. U.S. choice beef cutter values did fall last week, declining $3.87 per hundredweight to average just over $203 per hundredweight. Big news last week again was the USDA World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates were released. U.S. beef production estimates for 2017 were reduced from November on some lower marketings, but still expected to increase in overall production by 4.3% in 2017 from 2016, and beef production in the U.S., for 2018 is expected to increase 4.9%. Overall meat production in the U.S. is projected to increase 2.6% in 2017 and further increase 3% in 2018. So we are going to continue to see increased meat production in North America in 2018. Brad Marsniuk compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The North American bison industry has established a lofty expansion goal. The Bison 1 million program was unveiled during an international conference this summer. Currently, there are just under 400,000 head in Canada and the U.S. Terry Kremenuk from Regina is the executive director of the Canadian Bison Association. He says growth is necessary to meet consumer demand. We recognize that it's a, a very aggressive target, but we have to uh, start somewhere. And, and the important thing is that we are moving in the, in the right direction and we're growing the industry. It would probably be around 10% a year, and we know that's uh, aggressive, but if it's 2027 or, or 2032, that's not so much the issue. It's the direction of the, the, the growth of the industry. There's a number of ways that it can be done. Uh, number one, you make the present producers uh, more productive, get more out of their land. That's one strategy. Have the uh, public sector, the parks and what have you, increase their numbers. There's a number of uh, non-governmental organizations that have bison. They can also uh, increase their numbers. The First Nations communities, they have land base. and uh, I mean, there's the, that spiritual and cultural connection. Bison prices are good with demand exceeding supply by 10 to 25 percent. Currently, the demand exceeds the supply. So it'll be the same consumers getting their needs fulfilled. And in the future, 
I mean, there are going to be new consumers, undoubtedly. You know, if there is a strong demand for the product, for example, why would you want to invest a, a lot of money in increasing demand? You, you want to maintain it and grow it slowly. So the demand has grown. I mean, you look at what's happened in the U.S. with the naming of bison as the national mammal. That's increased demand. People become more familiar with it. Uh, the introduction of bison into uh, Banff National Park has also increased the profile of bison. All those things coming together certainly have an in increase on de in, in demand. Bison remains a niche product with U.S. per capita consumption of 0.8 per pound per year. That compares to over 50 pounds for beef. Kremenyuk says there's growth when it comes to bison consumption. We eat our share of bison recognizing the, the size of the industry. I mean, there are specialty meat shops and white table restaurants that promote the product. And you look at places like British Columbia, Ontario, Quebec, there is a, uh, a pretty interesting marketplace where producers make product available to a number of consumers. Currently, there is adequate slaughter capacity. The other thing is... Uh, you look at any surplus uh, animals, they can find their way to the U.S. if there's a need and the meat can be shipped back. But that at the present time is, is not an issue. There are some people who uh, go to farmer's markets and uh, market direct right off the farm. Uh, they just like doing business that way, and uh, they will continue to do it that way. Terry Kremenyuk is the president of the Canadian Bison Association. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as well. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall as well. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola rose 30 cents at 465.24. Oats fell 80 cents per metric ton at $160.40. Number one red spring wheat gained 23 cents at 240.24. The rest were unchanged. Durham 267.46. Feed barley 174.63. Flax 472.68. Yellow peas 233.54. Feed wheat. 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up one and three quarter cents at 6.21 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 19th. No cattle sale here this week. Last week's sale was mostly butcher cows and bulls. The calf and yearling run is over until next year, January 8th. It starts again. D1 and 2 cows are up a dime, 80 to 90 cents for the most part. A few high yielders fetch a few cents more. D3 cows are 70 to 80 cents. Canner cows, 50 to 70 cents. Butcher bulls were up too and sold mostly from a dollar a pound to a dollar ten a pound, with some bringing as high as a dollar thirteen. Uh, this has been Roy Rutledge reporting and wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,100 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 132 to 148 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 heads, selling in a range of 130 to 146 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 18 basis points at the daily exchange rate at 1.2865. Canadian dollars currently trading at 77.60 cents U.S. 
U.S. cash markets traded lower to start the week, with both producers and packers motivated to maximize their production ahead of next week's holiday-reduced slaughter schedule. This week's slaughter is expected to be exceeding 2.58 million hogs, which would be approximately 1.5% larger than the same week in 2016. Wholesale pork prices have come under pressure, dropping more than $5 a hundredweight over the last week, with almost all of the weakness coming from hams and bellies. Lean hog futures are seeing increased volatility over the last several weeks, suggesting that there are diverging opinions on the market direction over the next several months. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. And the 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, wind northwest 20 becoming light this afternoon. The high today, minus 8 degrees, and that's where we're sitting at right now. Tonight, increasing cloudiness, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The low, minus 18. Winter's back, the wind chill, minus 25. Tomorrow, cloudy, periods of light snow beginning early in the morning and ending in the afternoon. The high, minus 12. The low, minus 21. Thursday, sunny with a high minus 8, the low minus 15. Friday, sunny, the high minus 11, the low minus 16. Saturday, sunny skies, the high minus 11, the low minus 21. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 20, the low minus 25. Monday, sunny skies, the high minus 22. And we also have to mention, of course, there is a snowfall warning for right along the entire Saskatchewan U.S. border, right across the whole province. So it should be interesting to see. We'll find out tomorrow just how much snow comes. The normal high is minus 9, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.56 this morning. It sets at 4.56 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at minus 5, Saskatoon minus 13, Swift Current minus 7, Weyburn minus 5, Yorkton is minus 12. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's minus 8. That's 18 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 26, giving a wind chill right now of minus 16. Humidity is 69%. The barometer rising, 102.2. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 6. Winds are from the northwest at 24. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy, minus 8. That's 18 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.